It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was a very uneven first half of baseball for the San Francisco Giants, but when all was said and done, a lot went right, a lot went wrong. So we're going to talk about the team at large and the individual performers who stood out for the Giants in the first half next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever it is that you get podcasts. And coming up on today's show, we're going to recap uh, the first half, not talking about all the games per se, but really look at some of the numbers from the team at large and the individual performers. Like I said, it was uneven, but when all is said and done, the Giants, I mean, I should probably start with their record, right? They're 48 and 43. Their run differential is plus 51, meaning simply they've outscored their opponents on the year by 51 runs, which is quite good. And that run differential actually has an expected record of 51 and 40. So the Giants have underperformed that by three wins. They're 12 and a half games out of first place in the National League West. The Dodgers, as expected, are one of the best teams in baseball. I believe they're second in Major League Baseball, only behind the Yankees. So yeah, uh, the division is looking tough, but the good news for the Giants is that they're only half a game out of a wildcard spot, and they're only two and a half games out of the second wildcard spot. So they're very much in the thick of that race. So let's just jump right in, though. I want to look at uh, starting with the offense. It's kind of generally where we like to start. When we're thinking about baseball, we often go to hitting first, even though maybe we shouldn't always. But for the Giants, I think that something that gets lost with this team is that they overall have been a solidly above average offensive team. The Giants have a 107 Weighted runs created plus as a team. 100 is league average, so that means 7% above league average overall offense. And this is a park-adjusted number. So if you play for the Colorado Rockies, this number is going to, you know, if you have the same like average on base and slugging as the Giants, you have a worse weighted runs created plus because it's accounting for the fact that you're helped by your home ballpark. And for the Giants, they're hurt by their home ballpark, so it gives them a little bit of a boost in that uh, you know, in this number because of their home ballpark. So anyway, that number is 10th in Major League Baseball. So it's not upper, upper echelon. Last year, you have to take out pitchers. When you look at data before 2022, when we have the universal DH, Uh, And when you take out pitchers last year at the All-Star break, the Giants were second in Major League Baseball behind only the Houston Astros. They had a 115 weighted runs created plus. So their offense was undeniably better last year at this time. But you also you're taking out a player, the pitchers. 
So adding an extra player, it kind of puts an extra burden on you. Although in theory, that extra player is a DH and the average DH is above average. So maybe I'm wrong to say it should, that it might hurt you a little bit, but overall worse, but still better than average. And it's important to note that across the board, offense is down in Major League Baseball. And that's why using a number like this that compares you to a league average adjusted number is much better than looking at last year their batting average was this and this year their batting average is this because the league averages change and so last year and I don't you know just look at batting average first of all but secondly it's important to note that the league averages are down in things like on base percentage and slugging percentage and isolated power so a number like weighted runs created plus is better because it's everyone's on the same playing field every year. And so in, and you can compare it year by year. And it's like, how much better were you than the league average, whatever average was in that year? So with that clear, they were at 107. So we're going to look at big picture stuff first, and then we'll dive into kind of the, the dirty details on all of these different elements. But the issue for the Giants non-pitchers, so I say I want to say say position players, but I'm also counting DHs. I'm talking about uh, not the pitchers, but the everybody else. So they were hitting at an above average rate, seven percent above average. But the defense was just so bad that it brought the overall production by their position players down to a more league average level. So by Fangraphs wins above replacement, the Giants non pitchers were only seventeenth, or excuse me, sixteenth in Major League Baseball at 10.8. To put this into context, the Yankees are number one at 22. So about twice as much production overall. And this is factoring in offense, base running, and defense. And so the Giants hit at the 10th best rate, and yet overall their position players were only the 16th most productive when we factor everything in because the defense was such a net negative. So by outs above average, the San Francisco Giants in the first half of the season, second worst in baseball, it kind of ticked up in the last week and a half or so, and it corresponded with the Giants playing much better. They were dead last, but they improved upon it in the last several games of of the first half. And so they're at minus 29. The Nationals are at minus 32. Since we talked about where the Giants were last year, in weighted runs created plus and that they fell a little bit again minus 29 outs above average as a team this year so far last year for the whole season they were at plus 27 and that's what's so staggering about the Giants offensive fall is that it's a lot of the same players and they went from overall on the season I it doesn't let me sort by you know halfway through last season but they were certainly Let's just call it halfway-ish to 27 last year at this time, and this year at this time, minus 29. So just a huge step back defensively with a lot of the same players. And that's why we shouldn't – We it, it was hard to say that you definitely saw this coming. In 2020, yes, they struggled defensively at times, but in 2021, they really didn't, and it's a lot of the same guys. So it's kind of hard to explain, but that's just been the reality of it. So – Base running, which was such a big problem, it was like kind of the only area we could point to last year and say that the Giants didn't do well in this area. This year, they're doing much better. They're at, Fangraph says, three runs above average with their base running. And this is not just like steals. This is 
getting thrown out on the bases and and taking extra bases. And it's a little bit surprising given that the Giants are not a team that takes extra bases very often and they often can't score from second base on a single. We call it scoring position. They'll often get a hit with a runner in scoring position. And if you're just listening, I did air quotes, scoring position. You can't get a hit. I mean, you can't score even if you get a hit sometimes if you're the Giants. And also, just a note on scoring position. If you hit a double from first, you score. So I don't like that whole term, scoring position. If you hit a homer, no matter where anybody is, they're scoring, as is the batter themselves. So regardless, the Giants did much better. I think you'll note that they didn't make a ton of base running blunders. Every team makes them. Yes, they, they happen sometimes, but there wasn't a big story or anything of the first half. So that's, that's kind of the uh, quick explanation for how the position players did coming up in just a second we are going to look at the top individual performers and the worst individual performers from the position player side so all of that in just a second but first whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat, to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. And for me, that is huge. I, I enjoy this with car shopping as well. The modern convenience of online shopping. It really is a game changer. This is not the type of thing, even though traditionally it's been done in a store, if I can do this online and get that personalized uh, expertise online, to me, it's a game changer. So uh, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about the individual performers on the Giants. We're going to hand out an MVP award for the Giants in the first half. And we're going to look at some of the reasons things went wrong. We'll look at some of the players who didn't live up to expectations. So when we talk about an MVP, it's pretty clear, and we'll get to the pitchers next, that the MVP of the Giants was a pitcher. The, the offense is just kind of a sum-of-the-parts offense. They don't have a Juan Soto or an Aaron Judge or a Bryce Harper or a Buster Posey. Last year, Brandon Crawford was their MVP offensively, at least. Yeah, I mean, he was their best player. He finished fourth in National League MVP voting. But as we'll see, he just was not the same guy in the first half of 2022 at all. So they've got some guys at the top. They've kind of got a collection of four players None of whom are Jock Peterson, believe it or not, who by fan graphs wins above replacement were their best for position players. And this is kind of an ongoing conversation. And it also is uh, reflect it reflects the fact that Jock Peterson really kind of struggled in the last couple weeks of the first half of the season. He he had like one or two hits in the last, I don't know, 25 at bats or so. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. For Jock Peterson, he does really well at his primary purpose on the roster, which is to hit right-handed pitching. And hit right-handed pitching, he did. I think he did pretty well against lefties as well. But the normal caveat 
platoon split samples in individual seasons are just too small to really read into at all. Peterson in his career has crushed right-handed pitching and been bad against left-handed pitching. There's no reason to like expect that to have changed this year. He's the same guy is what we should expect, even if the numbers show differently. And that's why if you're watching on TV and they're like, wow, this reliever, he's got reverse splits. It makes no sense. I don't understand. Well, it's called a small, small sample. Individual year of a player's platoon splits is too small of a sample. We need multiple years in order for it to stabilize. And so for Peterson, he's had those multiple years. He's a platoon guy, hits righties much better than lefties. And that's what he did for the Giants. I mean, he he hit righties well. He may have hit lefties well as well, but that was his thing. He's not a great defender. He's not a great base runner. No offense to Jock Peterson. He's good at what he does. He His salary is reflective of what he does. He's not Juan Soto. Juan Soto is not a platoon player. Juan Soto is going to go out there and hit righties at a ridiculous rate that's even better than Peterson. He's also going to hit lefties at a very good rate more than enough to warrant being in there every day. Juan Soto, also not a great defender, but I digress. So the top uh, four position players, according to War, Fangraph's War, which is, again, factoring in hit offense, base running, and defense, and the position that you play, which matters too, the top four players kind of all bunched together for the Giants. Austin Slater, Mike Yastrzemski, Wilmer Flores, and Tyro Estrada. And so... Austin Slater was kind of amazing because he put up, he actually leads the pack by a tick and he had by far the fewest plate appearances among any of those four. So Slater really, really excelled in his role. And a big part of that number is that he's also a good base runner and he's also a good defender. And for Yastrzemski, also a good defender, but a less premium position, plays more right field as opposed to center for Slater. And the hitting was not as good, but wins above replacement is a cumulative number. So playing more, he had almost twice as many plate appearances as Slater. It's not as impressive to put up the same wins above replacement number in twice as many plate appearances. Like in theory, if Slater had double the plate appearances, he could have double the wins above replacement. But that's not entirely how it works because a lot of the success for Slater has come from the fact that he's been used primarily in a position to succeed, which is against left-handed pitching for Slater. Again, it's one of those things where the numbers this year show more success against right-handed pitching as well, but he has a track record of big platoon splits. And so there's, unless, you know, he he deserves a shot to play more against righties, I would say, but they have a crowded outfield of left-handed hitters with Peterson, Yastrzemski, Wade, and Luis Gonzalez that you're not just going to sit one of those guys in favor of Slater necessarily. If somebody gets hurt, yeah, give Slater that shot. But as it is, I think that it's working just fine. He's sprinkled in some everyday playing time, but mostly he's just really good at what he does, which is hitting left-handed pitching, being a good base runner, and being a good center fielder. So it's hard for me not to give him my MVP award, but I'm actually not going to because he's a part-time player. And I think what Wilmer Flores actually did in the first half Again, I'm giving this to a position player because I I feel like I'm saying position player MVP. The actual most valuable player on the Giants was a pitcher. But Wilmer Flores, just because he filled in 
for so many different guys. Like he's not necessarily supposed to be an everyday player on this roster, but when Evan Longoria was out, he was playing a lot of third base. He's played some second base. He's DH'd. He can play first and he's just done well in, in that role. And he hasn't really been too much of a drag defensively this year. I think at third base, you start to see some issues and some throwing issues, but at second base recently, he's been pretty solid and he's he's just had some big hits. He's just Mr. Reliable. He doesn't strike out. He hits for power. He can draw a walk. He went on this great stretch of drawing walks. So Wilmer Flores, look, again, we'll get to the pitchers. They've been way more valuable than Wilmer Flores, a couple of them, but uh, Wilmer's kind of the glue, and I don't know exactly where they would be without him, but I don't quite want to think about it because he's been that important. But you can make a case for Jock, Flores, Slater, Yastrzemski, even Tyro Estrada, Luis Gonzalez, a big bright spot, but just simply didn't play as much as a lot of these other guys because he didn't start the year on the team and he got hurt in addition. So Luis Gonzalez, bright spot. Numbers have fallen, as I said they would. He's down to 282 average, 343 on base, 414 slugging. Still a 116 weighted runs created plus. Still a guy with minor league options. And so if they have to, if the numbers continue to slide, he can be optioned, and that's a good thing. Uh, so yeah. The veterans, they didn't get much out of Brandon Crawford. 82 weighted runs created plus, currently on the injured list. On the injured list twice in the first half of the season. Struggled at times defensively as well. Evan Longoria, kind of the same story as last year. He's actually been pretty good when he's been out there, but he hasn't been out there consistently uh, due to some injuries. Joey Bart, for all his struggles, 44% strikeout rate, has managed a 96 weighted runs created plus thanks to uh, a 13% walk rate, which is really healthy. And he's also been a quite good defensive catcher as well. Brandon Belt has gotten hot, and that's important. It's Maybe it's unfortunate that the All-Star break happened when it did because Brandon Belt was starting to get hot. And we all know that when he gets hot, he can stay hot and carry a team for a month, and then you look up and his numbers are great. So that's just always been Brandon Belt. So hopefully he can keep that going and stay on the field. His, knees, his knee has been an issue this year. He hasn't been able to play on the field as much, and he's certainly not running well either. But overall, the numbers are kind of coming around for Belt. Darren Ruff has been somewhat of a disappointment, but has had some big hits and turned it on lately. They traded some guys. I'm looking at Mauricio Dubon, and you know he's gone, but he was one of their better defenders. I just want to get to Lamont Wade Jr. has only played in 24 games, and he hit a splash hit in his last game, but overall just hasn't made much of an impact because he hasn't been on the field very much. And Tommy LaStella has just been completely a lost cause for the Giants this year. He's been either hurt or ineffective, can't play the field, can't run, and hasn't really hit well, even though he's been DHing most of the time when he's been on the field. So something's going to have to happen there because I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to put up with it if he's not performing. Donovan Walton got quite a bit of playing time and it just really didn't go well for Donovan Walton. So coming up in just a minute, we are going to turn our attention to the pitchers on the San Francisco Giants. This is where things get interesting. This is where their two, arguably, most valuable players are. And also, the bullpen, which was such a strength last year, hasn't been this year. 
All of that in just a second. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. I actually just tweeted something out yesterday. They had the odds for uh, Juan Soto's next team if he's traded. And I was quite intrigued to see that the San Francisco Giants, actually, according to Bet Online, are the third most likely destination for Juan Soto if he's traded. Top two teams were New York teams. Maybe the, those odds are just taking advantage of New York big market you know, fans who want Juan Soto on their team. Maybe they're reflective of that. But I just did think it was interesting that Juan Soto was third. I'm not sure I agree with that, but it is interesting. So you can check that out. Bet Online continues to be the top resource for all your sports wagering information uh, from live betting to scores and podcasts that have you covered. Head to the website today, Bet Online, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about the pitchers on the San Francisco Giants. I think we covered the position players for the most part. As I said, like it's a sum of the parts position player group that has overall been solid. And so it's it's impressive that they can piece this together and put out a team that has scored the third most runs per game of any team in baseball and also has a 107 weighted runs created plus, just solidly above average hitting. Even though it might not feel that way sometimes, it's truly, again, that's where it comes into play that hitting is down. So it looks worse than last year, even if they were the same relative to average, they're worse than last year because offense has been suppressed this year. And it probably has a lot to do with the humidor and the baseball. So that's a whole other conversation, but it is important to know that. And that's why a number like weighted runs created plus is so important. Uh, which NFL stars, by the way, move the betting line the most? Starting on July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on the Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So let's talk about some Giants pitchers for not just a minute, but for a while here, because they, for me, are. I mean, if you look at the top two players on the Giants this year, I think it's far and away, actually, Carlos Rodon, number one, and Logan Webb, number two. So it's funny because there's all this criticism of the Giants offseason, and I just have to say, like, they're two all-stars, and I mean, a lot of fans seem to think Jock Peterson is easily their best position player, but I would argue that he wasn't, as I just did. And Carlos Rodon, those are the two all-stars for the Giants. And Peterson was in the starting lineup. And Rodon, if he had played in the all-star game, he didn't because of a split nail. Uh, he's been great. And as I've continually said, he could win the Cy Young Award when all is said and done. That very much is still in play for Carlos. So Carlos, according to Fangraph's wins above replacement, and I say this all the time, which uses FIP instead of ERA to calculate wins above replacement uh, is at 3.8, which leads Major League Baseball. So the it, Carlos Rodon has just been undoubtedly a great addition for the San Francisco Giants. And so for their 
starting pitching, let's just start with that. They're starting pitching in terms of earned run average. They have an ERA that is, believe it or not, fifth best in Major League Baseball at 3.57. Their fielding independent pitching is first by a mile at 3.06. The next closest team is the Dodgers at 3.51. So basically half a run higher are the Dodgers than the first place Giants in fielding independent pitching. And like, think about the the name of that metric, fielding independent. And so the Giants fielding has been hot garbage this season. I'm not saying it will continue to be, but it, it was for much of the first half of the season. And so that's why a number like fielding independent pitching, it's basically saying to you, this is maybe what they would be doing if you just take away all the weirdness defensively for the Giants. So we thought going into the year that their starting pitching would be a strength and they would be one of the best units in baseball. And I would say that these numbers show that that is the case. And guys like Wood and Cobb, they haven't had the results that you would expect based on the peripheral numbers. But all in all, when you look at Webb, Rodon, Cobb, and Wood, and everybody else who's made a start for the Giants, like I said, fifth best in Major League Baseball. Their ground ball rate is first by a mile at 50.4%. Their, uh, the next closest team is at 47.8, so it's not even close. Their walk rate is among the best in the game as well. They're not necessarily a super strikeout-oriented team. Their walk rate is fifth best. Their strikeout rate, and again, this is all starting pitchers, is ninth best. So just all in all, it's a very good starting pitching group. And if Cobb and Wood can kind of get that positive regression, basically if the defense can get the positive regression and therefore I think the results will come for Cobb and Wood, then Rodon... Webb, Wood, and Cobb. Like that is a group. And then you add Junis, who had a very nice first half of the season when he was healthy. And then he came back on Sunday and got roughed up a little bit. But before that was very good out of the rotation for the Giants. It's a pretty darn good group. And Webb and Rodon are not two guys you would want to see in the postseason, especially in a best of three. Like you could easily lose both those games just from great starts by those two. So that's why if the Giants can like find a way into the playoffs, they have a shot and their start, it begins and ends with the starting rotation. So anyway, the relievers, let's just talk about the relievers for a second. Overall, the Giants bullpen put up an ERA that was, I have to scroll a little bit to find them. Wow. 23rd in Major League Baseball at 4.19. So not very good. 23rd best ERA. And ERA, of course, not park-adjusted. So the Giants playing in a more pitcher-friendly ballpark, that ERA is actually like worse than it looks because it should be they should be helped by their ballpark, and yet they have a bad ERA is what I'm trying to say. But the FIP, the fielding independent pitching for the pen, is 12th best at 3.80. So not great, but also not whatever the ERA was, 23rd. So both the starters and the relievers have been hurt by the defense, it would appear. Ground ball rate by the bullpen, 45.7, and on and on. The bullpen just hasn't been a real strength for the Giants, but I just want to you know, point out that the most valuable players on the Giants, like I said, Carlos Rodon, Logan Webb. I think Logan Webb deserved to be an all-star. Carlos Rodon is five innings away from being able to opt out of next year's deal, so he's probably going to opt out unless there's some kind of freak injury, in which case he can opt in even if he's hurt. So 
it's kind of a lose-lose for the Giants at this point, but that was to be expected going into the year. The only way he was going to stay was if he was bad or injured, and that remains true. And by stay, I do just mean he's going to opt out. It doesn't mean you can't re-sign him, but he's still going to opt out unless he gets hurt or just collapses in the second half, which I don't see happening. Injury could happen, but performance is good as long as he's healthy, I think. Logan Webb was really good. 2.83 ERA, 3.10 fielding independent pitching. Wood and Cobb have excellent peripherals. And again, I just want to reiterate, I expect them to rebound in a big way. And by rebound, I just mean I expect the ERA to get better and match up more with what the peripherals suggest. That tends to be how this works, and that's what I expect from them. Tyler Rogers, kind of not a Tyler Rogers-esque first half, had a a 4.64 ERA. 3.02 expected ERA. So a lot of contact from Tyler Rogers. And when you have a defense that's struggling, he's been hurt by the defense a lot. John Brebbia had a nice first half. Camilo Duvall, when all was said and done, had a pretty darn solid, nice first half, 2.95 ERA. Brebbia was at 2.45. Leon, 3.31. Jose Alvarez, ineffective and injured. Zach Littell, ineffective. Jake McGee, very ineffective and ended up getting DFA'd. Sam Long had a pretty nice first half, actually. Luis Gonzalez on the mound had a decent first half. Anthony DiSclefani, of course, ineffective and injured and out for the season. So those are kind of the guys who stand out. And that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. We're going to be doing a mailbag, so look out on Twitter for the prompt today. Uh, And then, of course, baseball is back tomorrow. Giants at Dodgers for four games. So uh, please come back. We do these shows every single weekday. Can't wait to be with you tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.